0: You are listening to The Charmographers. This is another beautiful day in Paradise Place. Music loving podcast for music loving people. We take every single album, we rake it all from worst to first. And guys, it's season four. Thank you for joining us on our journey of obscure artists and fun little experiments and everything else. And we're wrapping it up, but we're not. Wrapping it up before doing something. One of my picks. One of my all-time goddamn favorite artists. I'm so fucking excited for this. You have no idea, you guys. Uh, this time we are doing a guy who's basically a pop rock polymath, uh, a producer who's had giant hits with everyone from Avril Lavigne to Fall Out Boy to I mean, like you name it. Add Taylor Swift. He's a huge, huge star in the industry and also has managed to carve out an incredible solo career for himself. And he's not doing all of that. That's right, guys. We're talking about it. The one. The only the guy who used to be in a hair metal band and will forgive him anyway. That's right guys, we're talking about Butch Walker! Uh, South Gang, if you're nasty. Uh, Butch Walker, born in Cartersville, Georgia. Uh, He uh, initially had a dad who really loved country music and apparently when he was 8 years old, someone at school brought in a Kiss album and he said, it was my favorite record before I even heard it. And uh, from then on, he went on to become part of a hair metal band that put out a song in the 90s, which if you know anything about hair metal, it didn't last in the 90s. Uh, They still had a minor hit toward China, did a whole thing, broke up, and then he formed a power pop group called The Marvelous Three. They had a small hit off the our second album called the Hey album, and it's gonna be it's an amazing record and uh, <laughs> like i know that
1: it is punctuated like that
0: but it just still
1: caught me off guard
0: uh and anyway and continue freak of the week and it was a great song it's how i first got it. i think it was genuinely one of the first 10 albums i ever bought legit uh and then he's had a solo career by himself and just taken twists and turns no two records are the same guys that's right we're going to do it we're going to talk about butch walker and we're going to rank his albums who's doing the ranking let me tell you first off there's me i'm Sonic. you might know me as the interviews editor of pop matters i write for other places but i hope at the end of the day you Know me as the host of this podcast, the butchwalker of this podcast. I don't know. Uh, but uh, more importantly, though, if you know anything about this podcast, you know the person sitting next to me, the Black Widows to my butchwalker. That's oh. right. The co creator of the podcast, Tarot O'Reilly. Hi. How are you doing? I'm
1: great. Good. I'm doing great. I'm really excited about this episode. This was a fun
0: research yeah, experience. exactly. Well, especially because the last episode that we recorded was Shelby Lynn, which was got a little bit dour sometimes, too, because she wrote some heavy, heavy stuff. I
1: mean... <laughs> not that Bitch
0: Walk... Bitch... <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> bitch Walker.
1: That's not going to be the last time I do that. Sorry in advance, Mr. Walker. Yeah. Um... <laughs> um I mean, he's written some heavy stuff, Mm -hmm. too. Yeah, but it's accentuated
0: with so much more upbeat, fun, rollicking rock. Yeah,
1: it's certainly not his go-to.
0: Yeah, and I keep hearing that his live concerts are an experience in and of themselves, but I haven't been to see Butch Walker live, but you know who has? Our special guest who's in studio. We connected on Butch Walker so many, many years ago that it's just like, and I think it was like... Two years, I'm like, we need it on for the podcast. I'm just gonna have that, like, you know, floating out there for when the time comes. And the time has finally arrived. That's right, the number one Butch Focker fan in the entire world. We're gonna say it correctly, I swear, at some point, guys. Please
2: welcome to the studio, Sarah Gentle! Hello. How are you doing? Good, good. Good. Hopefully I say his name correctly throughout this. I mean,
1: all bets are off at this point. We aren't even We aren't even four minutes in, and we've already said it two different wrong ways.
0: Birch worker! Oh my god. So uh, is he your all I mean A, you should note that in studio Sarah is actually wearing a Butchwalker hoodie right now. Because she is legit. And I also just found out that her dad, for her birthday one time, actually painted Butch Walker for you?
2: Yeah, for my graduation. And I didn't know he had stolen a picture off my wall, because I had so many <gasps> right, right. pictures all over. And for like a year, it was missing. <laughs> I had no idea. And it's all, it, it doesn't even like, the picture doesn't really look like him. <laughs> I don't know what. It's guess one of those he, life yeah.
0: side, yeah. It <laughs> was just
2: like, my dad's like, oh, Butch Walker, let me paint this. Um, but yeah, it's really cool. I have that's, it hanging in my apartment. It's so sweet. Is
0: he your favorite artist of all time? Yes. Okay.
2: Yeah. Um, I kind of go through phases with favorite artists, but he's kind of always just... Yeah. Back there. Right. I mean, I think so, that's
0: yeah. I, yeah. yeah. Did Now, the real question though, did you discover Butch Walker first, or did you discover the Marvelous Three first?
2: Butch Walker. Okay. Um, from uh the One Tree Hill soundtrack, <laughs> mixtape was on it. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, and then funny. from there, um, and I think that's how a lot of like people that kind of know who he is uh-huh. discovered him, um, and from there, then I realized that he produced for Fall Boy, and I was like, I like this guy.
0: This guy is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, cool. Well, that's uh, we have a lot of knowledge to share. Then we have a lot of fun to have because we're gonna be ranking the eight solo records of Butch Walker And that includes his very uh, marvelous free power-pop debut Left of Self-Centered from 2002 His much more emotional emo mixtape The Letters from 2004 His uh, glam rock cosplay that is the rise and fall of Butch Walker and the Let's Go Out Tonight from 2006 His uh, house burned down sad acoustic album Sycamore Meadows from 2008 his more upbeat Tom Petty-ish album, I like it better when you had no heart from 2010. His uh, raucous rock and roll, stay out all night, drinking album, The Spade from 2011. His uh, extremely sad, extremely acoustic, extremely sad album, Afraid of Ghosts from 2015, and kind of his uh, 80s pop rock uh, affinity record, Stay Gold from 2016.
1: So you mentioned the house burning down, but
0: yeah. you don't mention that his
1: dad died. That one's just sad. Yeah, it's just very, very. <laughs> sad. working really
0: through a lot of emotions in that one. Let's oh. be real. <laughs> uh, anyway, so those are eight records. Uh, he's got like a couple live albums, which obviously we don't do. He even has a holiday EP, I believe, uh, which is like great. Everyone has one. I'm yeah. never going to count holiday EPs, guys. Yeah, we do uh, do that. Yeah, but also
1: one of the things... That's a different podcast. Yeah,
0: and also it felt like the Marvelous 3, as great as they are, it feels like that could be its own like little separate thing. I didn't want to add and join those albums against Switchwalker, Silver Discovery. I feel like... It could stand on its own, so I feel like it'd be a good time just to do it by itself. Disagreements? Agreements? All agreements. I mean, I think, yeah, agreements. Okay. I
1: I will say, there was a point this week where I was like, it feels kind of weird not to be doing The Marvelous Three, since that felt like such an important, formative part of his career, and then it, like, bled directly into his solo career. Like, literally, there wasn't... A gap. Uh-huh. But then we also would have had to do South King, I feel like. Yeah, at to, that to, point. To, to, yeah. out and, and no one wants that. No, so,
2: no. <laughs> I, I would have that. skipped that part of
1: the whole <laughs> thing. <different laughs> you would have just come in and been like, these are the worst ones. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Let's get this out of the way. Well, speaking of guys, uh, that's great. Eight albums, eight slots. We're going to collectively rank them from worst to first. So that means, uh, Sarah, guess what? You are our uh, guest. We are so happy to have you. It's really exciting. Thanks. And that means you also have the unenviable task. Number eight, we're not just talking about it. We're not, any, you know, we can all change our minds at any point. But what would you nominate as the worst Butch Walker album?
2: Afraid of Ghosts.
0: God, yes! Um, oh my God. And I
2: feel bad saying this because I feel like it's a record he needed to do for himself. Right. But I, I didn't need it, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. Perfectly said. Perfectly said. Uh, even in even like, I've been watching some documentary, he talked about how uh, he mentioned that, like, it may, it may not be for everyone, but he felt like that for him, it was, like, the most honest he's ever been on record. That's great, but there's some problems. Number one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Number one is one of the things, like, he is processing the death of his father, and so obviously that kind of leads him to cathartically write songs. But the problem with this record is that unlike every other Butch Walker album, this is the one album not produced by Butch Walker. Mm-hmm. It's, pro- it's produced by now-canceled individual Ryan Adams. And the thing about Ryan Adams, like, back before he was garbage, I actually liked some of his uh, solo albums. I like what he did. And even as a producer, he had a nice stark contrast to some of the stuff that he did. When he works with Butch... It is just like an, a grayscale all the way through. Oh my God. Uh, more than any other Butch Walker album in history, every song sounds the same. They're about the same tempo. They're yeah. about the same, you know, opacity. Like grayscale. Uh, yeah. That yeah.
1: is like the phrase I've been trying to think of and haven't been able to to describe this album. Is I, like earlier I was listening to this on the train and I was like, okay, this is three songs in a row now that are the same tempo. They're all just yeah. acoustic guitar with him singing mumbling. breathily. Yeah. Mumbling. <laughs> mumbling <laughs> with him mumbling breathily, like a little too far from the microphone. And like the guitar sounds are like basically they just like recorded the album and then I think in mass just applied reverb to the whole thing <laughs> and they were like, <laughs> okay, we're yes. done. Yes. And like that's it's really like there are some songs on there where I'm actually, if I'm actually like, Paying attention and I'm listening to the lyrics and I'm listening to the melodies. I'm like, okay, this is a good song. This is a solid ballad. Some of the guitar solos on this record are actually like kind of scorching. Like it really, like there's some emotion, except that every single sound on every single song is produced at the exact same level with the same effects on it. And so it all just washes together. If they had like brought, and I know it's a sad album, but like some of the acoustic guitar and listening to it, and I'm like, this just means warmth. This could be so impactful. Like this song is actually, some of the songs are, you know, obviously sad and he's processing, but like the dark, for example, the last song, like that's one that's almost like hopeful and is still loving, even though it's obviously devastating. And like, that is one specifically where I was listening and I was like, this should be warmer. There should be hope here. There should be an inkling of future. And there just isn't that anywhere on this record. Yeah, and so just like it's hard to get
2: through. And kind of to your point, I mean, I always was like, I wonder what Butch would sound like if he brought someone else in, got out of his own head, took in some ideas, and I was like, oh. Oh, okay.
0: That's the problem, then. That's
2: why he
1: well, hasn't. I, yeah. Yeah. I mean, a different album with with even not Ryan Adams anymore, but someone... Mm, Pharrell. Could be... Yeah. <laughs> well, no, not that either. You never want Pharrell to produce a whole album. Um, but that could still be really interesting. I mean, he makes really... He, he's a solid guitar lick writer. He's a, like Obviously, his sense of pop melody is fantastic. I would love to hear him with, like, if Jack Antonoff, if he worked oh, with men, yeah. or, like, you know, something yeah. like that. Yeah. That'd be so cool. But this just wasn't
2: the
0: time. Yeah, no, it wasn't. Um, any takeaways? Any other things?
2: No, I think just in general, yeah. this is like one I had to, like, look up the lyrics because I kept zoning out. And I was like, I really want to know what this album's about. I got to actually, like, study instead of just enjoying it. So. Right.
0: And
1: so. I will say to its credit, songs that like came up on shuffle and I wasn't mad, Mm -hmm. like I Love You, even though it's sort of cheesy with the ooh, 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 (laughs) ooh, I still kind of like it. Um, And also How Are Things Love.
2: Oh, yeah. I felt yeah. like
1: How Are Things Love, like, I almost want to cover it because this production ruined it and yeah. I want to hear what it really sounds like.
0: Bet on Fire was, like, the only one that I really, like, kind of yeah. had a thing just because it sounded different than anything. You know, break me down. And it's you know, really yeah.
2: good live. Okay. Really good live. Yeah. It yeah. kind of brought life into the album for me seeing that song live.
1: Sure. Cool. That's, I mean, that was definitely, like, the one, when I say, like, guitar solos. Yeah. That's. That and, like, maybe 21 are the ones that I'm thinking
0: of. Well, guess what, guys? Great. Number eight. <laughs> lock it in. Fucking oh, oh, afraid. Yeah. It... I'm You're so... Right. I... That's the other thing. I'm glad we didn't talk about it before because I am always have that nervous point of, like, what if it's, like, secretly, like, your favorite album yeah. all the time? And uh, it wasn't, thank God. Uh, so that being said, that's great because I love every other album equally. So, Taryn, break my heart. Uh, oh, well, no. What would you nominate? I'm just curious too. What would you nominate in our number seven slot? This is by the way, now that afraid of ghosts is out of the way, things are gonna get a little contentious yeah. and I'm fine with it. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: Um it's tough. It's between a couple for okay. me. You know, there's a, there's point. like a, yeah, a yeah, chunk yeah. here. Yeah. Tears um, definitely. <laughs> I think I would go with stay gold. And I always hate when we do that and, like, list all the most recent albums as the worst ones. But, like, unfortunately, again, there's just, there's something that doesn't quite click on this one. Like, I don't know, Mexican Coke is weird (laughs) and, like, a little offensive. And, like, Descending is, like... I almost Mm. like it. I want want to like what it's doing, but I just don't quite.
0: It's like almost wants Um, to be country pop crossover, but it's not country or pop enough. Yeah. You know? Right? It's just kind yeah. of a song. Well, when I was listening to it straight through, it was just one of the things. Initially, I had in my mind, Stegold was kind of like Butch's greatest hits. Like, he's just kind of covering, like, kind of, yeah. you know, anthem rock, and he's, you know, doing kind of countryish balladry. Like, he's kind of touching a lot of templates. But really, when I sat down with the production, which has a lot of kind of, like, shimmery guitars, and some of his uh, vocals, which are a little bit more like this... Uh, it's just the thing where I'm just like, this is his '80s album. It's not Springsteen specifically. It's not Bruce Springsteen. But it kind of is, but though. it's honestly, it's kind of Rick Springfield. It's kind of like fucking Jesse's Girl type shit. Like it's just kind of like this that. like mid-tempo like pop rock album from the '80s, like production style-wise, which is like an interesting direction for the guy who says he never owns a synthesizer to hear them come in on Ludlow Expectations. <laughs> it's like interesting, and then immediately it cuts off the synth and goes into the <laughs>
1: Easily my favorite song on the record. <laughs>
0: yeah. The Low Expectations. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Stay Gold is, like, solid. I, I kind of don't like his spoken word stuff on East Coast Girl, personally. Yeah. But, like, uh, it's... I don't... Yeah. I, I like, mm-hmm. I don't
1: know. I don't love when he goes spoken word. Yeah. It happens a couple times in his in his discography, and every time I'm like, Mmm, you're
2: not Dylan. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know because
0: also he's such a good vocalist too and it's interesting because I feel like I don't know how it was for you Sarah but I feel like early on hearing him like do like Justified and Stripped his early acoustic EP like hearing his voice just like soar and like all these different octaves and rock ranges it's just like this guy can do anything he has rock vocal power exactly no, he really did does not. he really <laughs> does. no <laughs> but uh rock vocal <laughs> <Social> power, power. <laughs> the number one interlude I've ever put on every mix CD ever I no. put that on on a for me. Of course yeah, I, I have to.
2: And you stayed? <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's what everyone asks. <laughs> okay.
0: Also, for a lot of reasons I, also just put it in your heads now during the happy hour mini-sode after this I kind of want to ask everyone what is the best mixtape they've ever received so just uh, putting that out there oh my god oh, yeah. uh, exactly it's okay there's time to think about time to think okay. about uh, but the thing is um, the other thing is that Terren said something very interesting earlier in the, the week which was that basically he thought that as much as I, I love still the crazy vocal hysteronics from the early albums he said that he's matured as a vocalist to the point where he's become an incredible vocalist on some of the back half of his albums
1: well and that's and I sort of well, that back a little bit because
0: i think he was
1: like by the time of left of self-centered and even on some like i listened to a couple of the marvelous three tracks just to like get an idea and i was like okay yeah he's a really solid vocalist like you you don't get that high with that much power and without having like solid technique behind you yeah um i think what i liked specifically is that by the time of like I liked it better when you had no heart and the spade. He had sort of dropped that like late '90s, early 2000s power punk yeah. affectation. Mm-hmm. The like the specific ways that he would like pronounce vowels and like tighten in mm-hmm. his throat when he's belting. He sort of let that go, and so the sound is just more like open and enjoyable. And that's yeah. what I really like about the way that his voice developed. And even on the the records, like afraid of ghosts well not afraid of ghosts but Stay Gold (laughs) um (laughs) Stay Gold like I like his vocal takes I just don't love the songs as much Mm -hmm. um but yeah that was it was just an interesting thing to sort of notice like he became less confined by genre as he went for me because even when he pops around between the early records and is like experimenting with different sounds his vocal delivery is still like power punk
0: you know well, it's, I know you just dominated a hero, but Sarah, what do you think of this record?
2: I think, in my mind, I liked it a lot just because I felt like when I listened to it, I was like, thank God Butch Walker's back. After You're afraid, of- afraid
0: of ghosts? Yeah, You're gone.
2: especially yes. Stay Goals felt just like very much what would have been next in line if we skipped over it. Yes. Um. So I was very grateful for that. And I really, really like Can We Just Not Talk About Last Night hmm. and Record Store. And I remember when I got the CD from you, um yeah, I right. didn't have a CD player anywhere but my car. And I sat outside of my apartment oh. for an hour listening to this. And I was just kind of like not getting super into it. And then the last like the those so two songs, soft, yeah, yeah, at the bottom, and I was like, Okay, I really like this. I forgot mm. I did that
0: for you. I completely did yeah. Oh my god. So
2: yeah, I just sat outside my car and listened to this. And I like still very like I just remember that day so well. Yeah. And I'm just like, Butch Walker's back. Yeah. So excited. I love
0: that. Well, in that case, would you nominate at number seven? Or would you toss something else in the nominating
2: pool? I think that's exactly why I would nominate it. I like, like, the... I liked the feeling it gave me, but it wasn't my favorite song-wise. There yeah. were the two good ones, mm-hmm. so I'm totally fine with it being in this spot. Okay,
0: well, great. I love it. We're making progress. We're good. And hey, Bush, we still love you. I yes. want you to know. There is no denying that whatsoever. And we're still really
1: excited for whatever you happen to do next.
0: Except yes. I'm, I'm paid to get excited. So I wanted to
1: make very I almost made that joke off mic, and <laughs> <laughs> I decided
0: to wait. <laughs> and then I got gotcha. you. <laughs> uh, well, in that case, everything goes say 7. Number six i'm just gonna be that guy i'm just gonna toss it out there my nomination would be sycamore meadows uh, and the thing is, is that I, for me, is one of the ones. If for those who don't know the story, uh, after Victoria uh, left last night, uh, he was renting a house from Flea, and he just had his old stuff there. And then the California fires of two thousand seven, I want to say it went through. <laughs> I know it's like
1: the California fires of. You mean any? any literally year, any year. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's always on fire.
0: But like he legit lost everything. When I mean everything, it's like everything he's ever owned, every master yeah. that he ever had. He even talked about like he Crazy. called up his buddy, and it's just like, hey man, uh, the fires are there. Can you like get a couple things? things out for me and his buddy's like um okay sure and what he found and his buddy like recovered a couple things but what he didn't know this is in his book that he wrote by yeah. the way uh his buddy went in the house as it was on fire and grabbed things for him and like while like the heat was so much that windows were exploding like around him. Like he's and he finds it out later, like, dude, you didn't have to fucking do that. Yeah. Holy shit, yeah. Man. Like he didn't have to put your life on the line. Uh, and so it was kind of the thing where he wanted to rebuild. Apparently even like after that happened, Pink, who he obviously has a collaborative relationship, he's written songs for her, she appears on some of his albums, drove up to him and like gave him a guitar, like which is like one of the sweetest things. Like, mm-hmm. well you need to rebuild, let's start with this. Uh, and so therefore like he's finding a lot of himself in Sycamore Mellows. For me, I don't know why. This going into this research week, I always had it in my mind this was a sad out. Not afraid Ghost out. I just was just like a more yeah. low key album. Going back to it, I'm like, this is actually a lot more upbeat than yeah. I remember it, yeah. which was kind of kind of nice. Um, the one thing is that although there's some good stuff on here, no doubt the weight of her. I mean, it's a Tom Petty song. It is a flat out Tom. Even the vocal, do let the weight. It's just like very like the way he oh gets that scratch. Oh my god, you're right. It's like it's yeah. that. That chorus is so hundred percent. And what? Like, and there's still some great things. Honestly, I don't know how lyric. It, it, you know, some people think of it, but the, kind of the little Castillo drumbeat of past your place, saw your car thought of you. Like mm-hmm. I really like too. The rest of the record, like, I have ups and downs with it, though. It's a good album, but it went up against the rest of them. This is just, like, for me, I, this has to be in the next slot.
1: Um, I have to talk about Ponce de Leon Avenue. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I love that song so much, and I realized why it's basically a Steely Dan song. <gasps> oh! It's, like, melody, production, like, all the fun, like, little horns that come yeah, in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I can totally hear. Shit! Which one's the vocalist? Not uh, Walter Becker. Uh, anyway. Yeah. Steely
0: Dan. It, it, <laughs> it's it not reminds, like we did an episode on the. It video.
1: reminds me of Steely Dan. <laughs> yeah. Um, and and I just like thoroughly Donald enjoyed that Fagan. one. Don, Donald Fagan. There God we go. Damn. And I, I was just like pleasantly surprised. I I wasn't expecting that type of sound from him at all. And I also was I surprisingly kind of dig Ships in a Bottle. Oh. I don't always I don't always love his ballads. I mean, obviously, we put Afraid of Ghosts in. But, <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and just and, in, in general, yeah. like, it, I, I definitely think that his his pop songwriting is stronger than his ballad songwriting. Or maybe it's his delivery. I don't know. But anyway, um, yeah, Ships in a Bottle surprised me yeah. in that sense. But other than that, I'm like, I'm definitely not mad at this ranking. Oh, wow. Okay. yeah. In general, like, Ponce de Leon is like, probably top five Butch Walker songs Damn, for me. Damn, wow. okay. But then other than that, I don't know that this album has like a lot of staying power. <laughs>
2: What's weird for me is randomly and all the time, past Your Place, Saw Your Car, Thought of You pops in my head. It's not even one of my favorite songs, yeah. but it's just always in my brain. And I just start singing it out yeah. of nowhere, and I don't know why.
1: It's because you passed their place <laughs> and thought Maybe, of maybe. Yeah.
2: <laughs> but I think in general my next kind of tier that i had of records records i had this one and left of self-centered oh um and not kind of only because i think all of the other ones are just better not because i dislike these in any way Mm -hmm. um but if somebody asked me what butch records should i listen to those two are the ones i'm not gonna recommend interesting um so that's kind of why i had them interchangeably Um, so, I also would agree with Sick more wow, Matter. this
0: is crazy. Okay.
2: Also, I'm kind of mad at the Atlanta song.
0: ATL. Yes. Yeah.
2: Because it was so, it felt so honest and, like, just raw. And then I found out, like, it was all, like, it, it wasn't his life he was singing about. Oh. And so, I kind of felt like lied to and, <laughs> yeah. like I have no right to feel like that right but you still feel I, that way yeah now the song is just slightly different for me um and sure. I used to love it and now I just it's not it's also kinda... I
0: hate to break it to you but here comes the heartache the move out date excuses for my friends <laughs> sorry <laughs> <laughs> I just gotta keep doing it. Oh, all boy. goddamn. Long. are oh, there any boy. other like uh favorites on here uh before we send it away to number six oh uh Three Kids in Brooklyn is alright yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't really hate anything on this album. Um, okay. It's just, it's just, there. I like <laughs> it. I listen to it. <laughs> okay. Well, okay, this
0: is. I love it. I love the progress we're making. Okay. Sycamore Meadows. You are here at number six, which leaves Left of Self Centered, Letters, The Rise and Fall of Butch Walker, The Let's Go Out Tonight, to Like It Better When he Had No Heart, and The Spade. Okay. Now things are getting a little bit tight, but from the sounds of it, you are ready to nominate Left of Self Centered at number five. Yep. Okay, well, let's talk about this record, too, because unlike, I mean, honestly, even Letters, even anything else, unlike everything else, it is a pure radio pop record. It truly, truly is. It's fun and exuberant and carefree, and the thing is that this is the album that ended up getting Butch Walker a lot of production gigs, too, because a lot of people didn't realize that with The Marvelous Three, he produced a lot of this stuff himself, but this record especially, there's so many, like, weird little intricacies, like, even at the end of My Way, when he does this little acoustic number, and it's just, like, flying off the strings like incredible guitar playing that's just him like he adds these sweet little fun jokes and elements and other things to the record which is like exciting and i love it is it his best record no do i have a big nostalgic glasses fondness for it because it was like oh my god i discovered him after the marvelous three and he's still doing this stuff Yeah, absolutely i have no doubt about that it's just like fun go ahead
1: so i don't i don't know if nostalgia goggles is the right word for the, my feelings for this record but it kind of is because it it, it is oh my god it sounds so much like 2002 <laughs> you know what I mean yeah, yeah, like it yeah. sounds like Jimmy Eat World it sounds like early fallout boy it sounds like and so because of that even though I hadn't really listened to it before this week it immediately just like really oh, yeah. connected with me I really want to like Trouble, but the lyrics are so stupid. Then, I like,
2: literally wrote down the sound is better than the lyrics yes! <laughs> for this whole album. <laughs> no, we're both in lots of trouble.
1: Like, it's just so basic. Yeah. And yeah. every time I listen to it, I'm like,
0: ugh, Although, this is all you could think of. Blowing my mind, Taryn had a fucking uh, top five which song. Yeah. yeah, oh, sorry, go ahead. So,
1: and immediately after that is Alicia Amnesia, mm-hmm. which is, like, exactly what I want from this era of rock. Like, exactly. Like, the the verses are just, like, I've never heard the song before, but they're still nostalgic for me. Yeah. And then the way he just hits those vocal harmonies on the chorus, and then it has... Like, the production at the end, like, it's just the chorus again, but then, like, it goes into, like, almost, like, a conga drum situation, and then there's, like, some synths happening in the background, and I just, I really, really dig it. I sent it to my sister-in-law at, like, midnight last night. Awesome. She loved it. Like, I just, it, it's, I just really, really like that song. I've listened to it, like, eight times this week. Yeah, um, Okay. So, I definitely would fight you a little bit on putting this one White. Wow. Next. Oh,
2: okay. So, what would you put?
1: I would probably put letters. Oh.
2: Wow. Okay. Okay. Uh, I was just speechless for a second. Sorry. <laughs> okay. 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 <laughs> I, let, I want to. I want to finish
0: talking about left to center. Then we could talk about letters. Okay. Yeah. yeah let's let's talk a little more about left to center. So, what are your takeaways on this?
2: Um, I feel like. The rise and fall of butch walker and the let's go out tonight's is just like the evolution from left of self-centered and mm-hmm. i like it better mm. um it's like very similar in my mind um
0: like aesthetically almost yeah yeah, yeah. You're um, not wrong. yeah. and just
2: how it makes me feel when i'm listening yeah. to it and i don't know so i i think that left of self-centered just didn't hit that bar that the other one did um but of course like Suburbia, when I was younger, mm-hmm. was like my jam. Oh, yeah. I was like, someone understands, like, I gotta get out of here. <laughs> In my way, it's funny, because like, that just sounds like something my mom would listen to now. And I think she, I think this is one of the songs she likes from Butch, but oh, wow. um, I'm surprised I liked it so much when I was younger. Yeah, But yeah, I think kind of the same thing, like, I, I like it, but... Uh, I don't know. It's
0: not my favorite. Yeah, it's I again. I still have such. Even though I kind of realized this week that far away from close is basically a rewrite of uh, fucking jaded by Aerosmith. <laughs> Cause I'm the one
1: who jaded you. Well, yeah. on the flip side, a little less sixteen candles, a little more touch me by Fall Out Boy is basically just a rewrite of my way. Yeah. Like pretty, like pretty yeah. close. Yeah. It's not subtle. <laughs> and then they just for the pre course of that they just took the. Bridge from Uncomfortably Numb.
2: I also just find... (laughs) They Frankenstein
0: it together. (laughs) They Frankenstein's
2: two Butch Walker
1: songs together, and then he heard it and was like, here, let me produce for
2: you. (laughs) Um, I just also really cringe at rock vocal power. Really? You cringe? I can't. I mean, I don't listen uh, to it,
0: but I think
1: it's funny.
2: (laughs) I I cringe at it, and also then the end of Trouble, like they're introducing like a stripper. we And it kind of just like feels like it's cheapening the record a little bit. So,
0: I don't know. Okay. Okay. I'm just, I'm surprised. It's interesting during his, uh, this is me, justifying Strip, that live acoustic show we are talking about, he closes with Take Tomorrow One Day at a Time, and he says in the intro to that, that he feels like he never got the song in the studio the way he wanted it oh, to. Oh, So, he, so during it, he just goes out into the crowd and sings it live with them, which is like... Yeah. Like, acoustic mic Which yeah. is like, okay, I kind of like If Jenny's Song too. uh, you know, even though it's like, mm-hmm. it, you know, like kind of, like, obvious emotion. It's still good. I kind of hate Get Down, which sounds like a vampire fight sequence that's happening (laughs) over a song. But yeah, overall, like, it's not a perfect album. Speaking of,
1: that's the video, to A little less 16 candles And a little little more. That's right! Oh, my God. I forgot about that. Yeah.
0: Oh, wow. It's all tied together. So, yeah. Um, The more we talk about it, the more I actually realize Left self Center, as much as I do enjoy it, and I do enjoy it, make no mistake, I probably would be okay with letting it down there, but... Uh, I guess we also need to. T- well, actually, before that, let- can we lock in Left of Center? I'm I'm not mad. Yeah. Are
2: you sure? Yeah. Okay. Okay, okay. but then it's not go. my
1: order, but it's not like yeah. way off. Yeah,
0: okay. exactly. Okay. okay, well now we need to apparently um, break out the fucking boxing gloves because after number eight, Afraid of Ghost, number seven, State Gold, number six, Sycamore Meadows, number five, Left of Center, Taryn O'Reilly wants to nominate a little <laughs> album called Letters.
1: Yeah. it's just um. <laughs> It, I don't know this one just doesn't like hit with me like any of the ones that are left do. I just like, Sunny Day Real Estate is, is a really nice opener. Uh-huh. And then I think it's the sort of thing where like, I think that if I'd heard this album in 2004 or even 2008, I would feel differently. But at this point, I, I just like, I don't know, I've heard it. It's all right. I like uncomfortably numb. I think that's a, a really solid track. Um,
2: detox, detox, where are
1: you? I think um nah, 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 nah. Promise is a a beautiful song. It's again, it's a ballad so like it's fine, but I don't know, I don't... Oh, and don't move. Don't move is solid.
0: Yeah.
1: Okay. What do you have
2: to say? Oh my gosh, so well,
0: much. Well, well, what do you have to say? <laughs> tell,
2: me about, tell me about letters. So, definitely my top two. Um, as I was listening to it, I was just like in my car yelling letters. I was like, yeah, letters! <laughs> <laughs> I just re-fell in love with it again. Yeah. Um. Maybe it's just me, love. Uh, I was talking to you guys earlier how I found Butch from Mixtape. Mixtape being on a One Tree Hill soundtrack. Um,
0: Mixtape's a great song to this day. I thought it'd be more dated than it is, but even, honestly, that breakdown we talked about, you know, like, you know, I'm that kid from back to the day, from the back of the class that you thought was gay. I'm just like, oh, yeah, been there, you know, except I was gay. Uh, But uh, (laughs) it's just like, but like, honestly, the emotion of it, it still holds up. And honestly, even a line like, even the bad songs ain't so bad, like, oh, goddamn, that's just such a good fucking line. Uh, Yeah, continue, sorry. Um,
2: And then Joan. Yeah. It just pulls at your heartstrings, and I just it makes me feel more than other songs, you know? Yeah. Um, and don't. I think
0: he even says that that's the one he kind of wanted to put out there to prove that he could be a serious songwriter, which he kind of did with the Marvelous Theme, the Cigarette Lighter Love song, off of Ready oh, Sex Go. Love that song. It's a, it's a great song, but it's off of an album called Ready Sex Go, so <laughs> no really, yeah. I remember very specifically that album, uh, which was, and the last Marvelous 3 album, it was a hair metal pastiche parody, but they weren't popular enough for people to, like, clue in on the jokes. I remember specifically that opening week it debuted on the Billboard charts at number 100 $199 On the Billboard 200.
2: Um, also, can we talk about how I wrote down to uh what Afraid of Ghosts was? It peaked at 104 on the US Billboard chart. Okay. Why? It was like, I think it was like Are you asking
1: like how did it get there? Yeah,
2: because it was the highest I think he's ever had. I think maybe the, answer, the
0: Ryan Adams connection.
1: The, maybe. Maybe the Ryan Adams connection also as people stop buying albums it becomes easier and easier for like niche artists to chart yeah because like okay he has ten thousand devoted fans who actually bought the record yeah then that charts you know and like especially if it was you know we want to support him after this difficult time because his fans pay attention to what's going on in his life that's my guess yeah yeah
2: and maybe they didn't know what it sounded like when they That's bought the it. So. right?
0: And
1: then, you know, it was saying, also I, his first record in four years. Yeah. yeah.
0: And also, I looked him up. I looked up his store today, cause I'm just like, what does he have on vinyl? Cause like, we've been having some great vinyl parties recently, and the only fucking album he has available for vinyl is Afraid of Ghosts. I'm so mad. I'm just like, there's so many other albums I could, you know, whatever. Oh <laughs> I
2: have the Spade uh, oh. on vinyl. Yeah. God damn. I also have. Um, he had like a record store day release. I got. Um, what was on uh, it? Don't ask me that question. <laughs> 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 it's been a minute no (laughs)
0: worries okay well I will like to say that um, I very much enjoy Letters 2 it's one of the things where it's not going to be my number one personally whatsoever Uh, but the thing is I still like it's that fine line of like him as a maturing songwriter but still with kind of an exuberance of production because uh, Don't Move just has kind of a different like that little piano intro it was still very radio at the time I will fully admit that and songs like my number one summer jam don't like blow me away per se but there's still a lot of fun that I have on here it was just so great for it's me fun. especially after enjoying Left of Self Centered as much as I did to hear letters and being like this is a completely different songwriter feels like like yeah. it's still the same place but it's clear yes. that he's not going to do the same thing twice yes. and I very much enjoyed that I
1: think that's maybe part of why I didn't love it as much because I liked Left of Left of Self Centered and I loved Let's Go Out Tonight's so much that Sandwiched Between Us was this like very yeah. different album for him yeah And so it just like wasn't the mood I was in every time I got to it.
2: It feels like they should be switched. I like just in his discography, letters
1: feels like a debut,
2: or later on as he's getting older and he wants to revisit it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it definitely feels like lots of self-centered should have been followed by rise and fall of. yeah, Bush Walker and the Let's Go Out Tonight to me.
0: Okay, well, this is exciting, and the thing is that, like, I would say Letters is still, I still, ha- I think it's another nostalgic Goggle things where I very much, I still very much enjoy it. I realized and let's do it this week that songwriting wise. There's a couple things that are out there. I remember getting this live Force on Live EP that he did that he put out digitally that I like recorded off the internet. Uh, and he had a version of Stateline on there, oh, which was just so fucking incredible. That's, I do like that It's one. such yeah. a nice
2: surprise at the end. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Like, if you're going to have a surprise at the end, have that. Because there's a bonus track off of fucking uh, Sigamore Meadows, and I'm just like, whatever. Yeah. Uh, but the thing is, so like, I enjoy but even in talking about it now, I'm just like, okay, yeah, no, I'm going to fight for letters, of But then I'm like, wait, these other three albums that it's up against. I'm like, wait, that's these are all means. very good. Like, yeah, letters isn't
1: bad. It's yeah. just you know we have really
2: good well, okay. stuff.
0: Left. Let's just—I want to put a little test out there, a little experiment, if you will. Sarah, out of curiosity, what would you nominate at number four?
2: Um, <laughs> um, Not to
0: put you in the hot seat. I don't
2: know. Right. Hang on. Hang on. Okay, I need a recap. <laughs>
1: okay. So <laughs> what's what's left is letters, the rise and fall of Butch Walker, and the Let's Go Out tonight's. I liked it better when you had no heart, and The Spade.
0: And for the record, these are all, I mean, it's the top four, and we've all been in fairly good agreement up to this point. So, like, it's it's getting tight now. And I would say really listen to these, of these uh, four albums, there's a couple of them that are just like, I wasn't sure if I was really going to enjoy them as much going into Research Week. And I'm just like, no, 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 this is like, this is like solid.
2: Uh... I would The Spade.
0: Okay, 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 okay. We need to get down into it because, like, this is, like, getting tough. Uh I'm more than happy to happy to talk about The Spade. Mm-hmm. Now, I liked him when he had no heart. That's when he really formed his band, uh, The Black Widows. And it's very important, too, because this is really when he began having co-songwriters on his solo records, too. Uh, and he used these. you know, he's got the guys together for this, and they basically did this and The Spade together. It's in Butch, credits to Butch Walker and The Black Widows. So, it's very much well, a whole band. Well, The Spade isn't. It's, I mean, it's not, but they still have songwriting credits off a lot of the right. record. And it's them playing it, too. I think so.
1: mostly he just did that because he, they didn't want to tour with him again. Right. <laughs> which so is also could tour weird. this yeah. album alone. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And no one would think it was weird. <laughs> uh, but it's just great because I remember when uh, the old 97s, you kind know, of the country cow punk band from back in the day, like, they put out a lot of records. Fred Miller wanted to do his weird solo shit. And then at one point, it got to the, they put out a record like a couple of years ago, which is a very raucous and raw and rowdy. And a lot of people are just like, you guys... Guys are like in your 40s you can't do a song about hooking up with a fan or something like that just like fuck it we just did it and it became one of the most acclaimed highest writing records in a long time because they just kind of had that spark again and this is one of the things where like the great thing about the spades is that this is Butchwalker walker fucking letting loose this yeah. is just him like kind of like just having uh and even some of the songs like i'm not even like crazy about but overall like synthesizers Great fucking song. It really is. I know yeah. why they pushed it as a single as hard as Seriously. they did. Even though this is also the time it become Falls in Love with the Sound of an Accordion, which starts showing up across all of his records <laughs> from this point onward. Uh, but it's really, really good. That's and how on...
1: you know he's middle-aged. Yeah. <laughs> but also
0: Sweethearts really got me this week. Because also just having those background vocals. Sweethearts. Like, it's just like, it's really, really sweet. I don't know. There's just something about it that just really kind of got me. Um, I also, I know that it's like...
1: Literally nothing new at all, but I love Dublin Crow.
0: Are they yeah. just like
1: not, it's not
2: my favorite. favorite. <laughs> <laughs> I think it, I,
1: like, Dublin Crow, it, Dublin Crow. Like literally, it, it's just a folk song, but like I don't know, I like it. I like how they execute it.
0: Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's just great because like it's him, even Summer of '89, like him obviously doing a riff off Brian Adams' famous Summer of '69. Uh, like, it's just, it's fun. It's rushes. Bodegas in Blood is honestly, really not my favorite opener of no, his record. I, not in not a weird, all. weird way. But I love Sucker Punch. The drunken, yeah. rowdy, fucking, yeah. you know. It's like, you yeah. <laughs> know. I hate Sucker
2: Punch. You pumps. hate yeah. Sucker Punch? I, I mean, I get it. I get why you yeah. hate
0: It's it, like, but...
1: it's just, the whole time I'm just like, oh, sh- calm down, shut up. Sounds like, like sounds you're like... like, you, like, literally, it's the song embodiment of, like, that annoying
0: guy at the bar.
1: Yeah. I mean, which yeah. is
2: kind of yeah. the point,
0: which is why you need to. But I hate face that Take his face yeah.
2: to lunch.
1: So like, right. I don't yeah. want to
0: listen to it. Yeah.
2: I get that. I get that. Yeah. I think in general, this album's just like a nice one if I'm like just around the house or at work to put mm-hmm. on. I know I like it, but it just doesn't really stick out as much for
0: mm-hmm. me. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so, like every single buddy else, I like yeah. that one a lot. Yeah. Uh, even Daydrunk has uh, some fun parts to it. Yeah god I never thought about this but I actually might be like this might be down to spade and letters for me honestly at this point like it's getting yeah. it's getting That's in the I mix. mean that's
1: definitely the two Ooh. that I have yeah. next yeah
0: okay I mean well okay Here's here's the thing. As a group, I, here's the thing. We all have to give up a little something at some point or another, maybe. But um, I would be fine with putting the spade at number four. But for me, I can't have letters go any higher than that, personally. Wow. That's just me. Okay. i just okay. like, at that point, exactly. I'd be willing to do that. Would you be willing, Taryn, to go on that train? Go spade four,
1: letters three? Sure. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I sort of had, like, letters and the spade in a in an echelon together so
0: okay that's fine with me okay cool is there any other things we want to talk about on either one of those records
2: Just, sorry, letters, man. Um,
0: It's the record that got
2: you. I'm just looking at, like, Lights Out, Best Thing You Never Had, Race Cars, and Goth Rock. For some reason, I love that one. He has a lot of songs about wanting to
0: get out of Los Angeles on this album, too. Yeah.
2: Yeah. That's
1: okay. Wait, hold on. You just reminded me of a point that I thought of multiple times this week, which is, like, if I, I can't listen to another song about how much L.A. sucks. Like, I'm sorry. Like, dear... Uh, every fucking songwriter, everywhere. yeah, that's true. Like I get it. You're not from LA. You move to LA. People in LA are rude. We yeah. fucking get it. Then Shut leave. up. Like, <laughs> like I'm. I just I'm. I'm so like disinterested with that yeah. thing at some at this point because it's been done since like the mid '70s. Yeah. Literally.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. I'm over it. Anyway, sorry. Sounds like there's a light out, it. out in your heart. Rand yeah. <laughs> yeah, on a roll. That's still good. Okay, well, guys, guess what? That means we have afraid of ghosts. We have stay at eight. We have stay gold at seven. more Meadow six. Left of the center of five. Spade four. Letters at three. Which means we have two albums left. I liked it better when you had no heart and Rise and Fall, of the Butch Walker, Let's Go Out Tonight. The, the longest titles. Yeah, exactly. So basically yeah.
1: what yeah. we're seeing, Butch Walker, is that you need to make the title of your next album really long,
0: and then... It'll, it'll be great. really good.
2: It's like a Fall Out Boy song
0: title. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's like legitimately... <laughs> For me, number two, at least my nomination for number two, has to be I Like to Bend Your When You Had No Heart, which I didn't realize when I interviewed him, he broke that to me. He broke the song title to me, and they oh. put it in the piece before it even was announced. It's like the actual song title. I asked him, like, oh, you guys are working on new records? Like, yeah, what's it going to be called? Um, and, and we're working on it, but I think it's going to be called I Like to Bend Your When You Had No Heart, because it's true. Uh, that's what he said and I'm just like god damn I love that.
1: that's amazing yeah.
0: yeah so like I think and I can't remember if like the publication because I had it in the finished piece I can't remember if he announced it and it came out where the piece was but it was like I had that and I was just like oh shit and I was so excited Dude, um, that- yeah. I bet you could fact check that. I Not probably. That I'm wouldn't.
1: saying you should do that right now. <laughs> right, I'm sure that like between a break. the
0: archives and Wikipedia. Like you exactly. can figure that out. Uh, but I liked it when you had no heart. I remember liking it a lot and this week it really drove home how good of a record it mm-hmm. is because it's one of the things where trash day it's again petty-esque it's kind of kind of weight of her-esque in the same which i'm like okay you're doing another petty song basically as your intro okay that's fine but there's so many great fucking songs on here there's some weaker moments and i will fully admit that that's probably my biggest thing about this album is that it doesn't have like great parts i don't know be good until then the ballad he wrote for his son I don't know. I, I just fucking I don't hate
2: know. it. It's just. Oh, I, I like it. I yeah. like it too. It's sweet. Yeah. Like
0: it's not my favorite, but like yeah. knowing that it's for his son yes.
2: and
1: like listening to the lyrics, I'm like, this is cute. Yeah. Like so this I, is gonna like. If my dad wrote that song for me, I would love it. You yeah. know what I mean? Like it's a. It's like a really. It's a nice tribute.
0: Yeah, but I also have heard enough albums to the point where the father writing a song for his son trope is kind of there. Like, even sure. Timberlake did it off All of right. Man of the Woods. Well, so okay. just like, okay. The, like, let's not. Let's not bring Timberlake into this. That's not solely the name of Wakewater, <laughs> but just yeah. Timberlake. Uh, but yeah, aside from that. Where do you guys want to start? Because there's a lot of places. He just gets so goofy on this one, too, surprisingly. Mm-hmm. Like, even a stripped-down version, the background vocals, You know do you want to do. Like, it's just, like, yeah. kind of this weird, like, kind of, like, orchestral, like, musical flares that happen with it, which I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. uh, which is good. Honestly, for me, the biggest one, it was the, another mixtape staple, and they played it for so many fucking people, but uh, she likes hair bands.
1: Yes, God that's the one I was going to mention next. It's yeah. what, and
0: it really listening back to it, I'm like, it's a comedy song, but also, <laughs> yes. like, it's so well done, it, like, I think about it, the way those wows yeah. come in on the chorus and just, like, the backing vocals. It's just a whole experience. I, I feel like
2: it. he's, like, mocking himself, but in a good way. Yeah. I, I don't know how to describe it, but I love it.
0: Because yeah. it's I was like, she likes hair on the satellite radio, which yeah.
2: I'm like, well, of course it's
0: how she would hear it these days. Like, that makes yeah. sense. Like, it's modern and also cheeky at the same time.
2: I think there's a theme with him of just, like, kind of making fun of, the current state of things. Mm -hmm. Um, Whether it's, like, when he mentions, um, like, Pitchfork and people naming their bands after animals. And Mm -hmm. just, like, across the board that's just the theme he has. So it's kind of nice he didn't lose it anywhere. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. I love this record. (laughs) I really, really really do. I think Pretty Melody isn't, like, fantastic or anything, but it's, like, a really just solid way to, to, like, ease into the album. Weird music video, too. I... Don't You Think Someone Should Take You Home? That's, like, easily his best ballad for me. I just, you know, I'm a sucker for harmony vocals, and I do really think that, like, having multiple people in the studio with him really yes. helped the formation of this song. And that's, I mean, just this album in general, it's just, like, really... Like, I love stripped-down version. That's the one that sounds like a fucking, like, 70s soft rock right? Song, right, right, yeah. The, on the chorus, with all those, like, those like gooey vocals Canadian 10 is even like it's again not my favorite but I just I really like the lyrics of it like I think it's just funny and then yeah shit like this whole record temporary title is really good they don't know what we know is solid I will say Dave's month's years is like a really toxic and problematic b kind of (laughs) kinky he talks about some shit in there and I'm like oh
0: Only a freak would write that lyric.
1: Damn, dude.
0: (laughs) Okay, Bush. Oh, I get it. Where Where do you stand
2: on this? Kind of same thing. I just it makes me feel good. I feel like he's not sad, which we get sandwiched by sad, so it's nice. (laughs) Um, (laughs) That's a song title, sandwiched by sad. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah. I just it. I don't know. I House of Cards is like in my brain when i like listen to it it just kind of has you going through these little ups and downs and it's just fun yeah it's
0: almost like he took the rock experiments out of sycamore meadows and decided to make a whole album out of it which is kind of how i feel there's less there's less syrupy sacchariness on it which i mean aside from uh it'd be good till then but like it's just a different beast altogether and also this is the record where he really falls in love with orchestrations too which is like a nice, nice change for him. Which he doesn't really revisit ever, but this is the most string sections he gets uh, outside of Rise and Fall. And that's it's just like, okay. That's why I like it so much. Yeah.
1: I mean, I'm always... I'm a whor- You put fucking strings and horns on a track and I'm going to be there. Like, yeah. And and that happens a lot here. And mm-hmm. to great benefit every time. He really knows how to produce them too. Yes. Which is... it's Sorry, like Adams. That's, It's such a like... Thing that so many people don't even think about like not only are there horns on it but like how do they sound yeah how like what microphone did they use it makes a huge difference mm-hmm.
2: i also just think all these songs sound really good together on the yeah. album mm-hmm. there's none that are like really weird outliers and it's so it's just this nice little package he gave us and wrapped up nicely. Yeah,
0: because like Past Your Place Saw Your Car, like that feels a little bit out of place with Sacramento. I like it because it's a good break in the, you know, like mm-hmm. texture uh, as, as side of it. But yeah, it's definitely kind of an oddball, so I get that. But also, for me, how is any other record aside from The Rise and Fall of Butch Walker and The Let's Go Out Tonight's not number fucking one? Because guys, <laughs> let me tell you about this fucking album. It is a glam rock album and he just plays the fucker to a hill. Yeah. G- Hot Girls in Good Moods Maybe his I best mean, song he's ever done, and I mean that. Come on, it's yeah. so fun. The it's background vocals like,
2: Yeah, so like yes, just so like fun. Is that.
0: that is, and she sings, I love the words to my hidden track. That's you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and
1: uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't, uh, Loki, every time she said something tonight, I've been like, Oh my god, you're that fan yeah. <laughs> in the front row oh, singing all the words yeah. to his hidden track. Oh. No he wrote a
0: song about you so don't be embarrassed <laughs> yeah exactly you are an inspiration you're the muse to Butch Walker but
2: remember he likes to make fun of things in his song so is he making fun of me <laughs> oh, no.
0: uh, but the thing is like even going into it like there's some songs even if they're not as amazing even Beth Beth, uh, and Phetamine, Pretty Pretty like it's still a solid I ass song I love that one and especially that pre chorus that ooh Like just like the kind of that vibe that he gets on there. This little thing she calls excuses. Yeah, there's a real pretty, pretty, pretty strong girl for a girl. There's a
1: couple times where he uses he uses elements in his songwriting that almost feel like early pre-experimentation Beatles, like that sort of like early '60s era of pop music where it's like it's very just like you know like a solid verse Mm -hmm. and a catchy chorus. And all he did was, like, add a rock guitar instead of, like, strumming. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Like, and it, but it's still it, like, but honestly, it's so effective.
0: This record, be, it fits that 70s-ish glammy mood because yeah. of the drum sounds on there. Because every time you hear a drum, it's that, it's that well, echo sound that comes the right off And the backing
1: vocals. Right, right, right. The backing yeah. vocals are, like, straight yeah. electric
0: light orchestra. Yeah. It's and where I mean, where else you want to be? There are some moments that don't sit as well for me. We're All Coming Down probably is probably my least favorite song on here, which isn't really saying much because when he goes a little bit country with Rich People Die Unhappy, I'm there for it. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, the fucking closing set of ballads are like fucking on point uh this is the sweetest little song and then when canyons yeah yeah i mean
2: so good
1: i don't even know like yes that one's slow but is it even really a ba, ballad da, ba,
2: ba, it da, feels da, da, more like da, da, a hey jude da, da, kind da, da, of situation that's fun that.
1: live he goes oh in the crowd oh my god he i'm
2: sure <sighs> completely <laughs> yeah
1: yeah, that, see, one, that sounds like a, like a stadium sing-along right. to me. That's and like, a, one of like those a Purple Rain more than it is a like a ballad ballad. Right, you know? and that's
0: one of those things when someone... And I love it when a songwriter comes across a melody of, like, this is it. And you just know it, and you feel like, this I can repeat this as many times yeah. as I want, and you will get along to it. Like, it's yeah. just perfect and he discovered it there and it's just like yes. so good even dominoes the soft little piano ballad like a perfect halfway point interlude to like set up break up the tension from all the rollick and rock that
1: goes along it goes straight yeah. from that into paid to get excited which Love is one of my favorites from yes. him for sure yes. for yeah. sure that chorus is just so like blistering yeah. And, can I get a hell yeah, hell yeah, lost as I am
2: This was the, I really tried to go into this week listening to these and not singing along because I wanted to soak in the lyrics uh-huh. because it was like the first time I was listening yeah. instead of just singing back. And this was the hardest one not to sing along to the whole time. <laughs> the whole goddamn record, it's right. It's so good. Even
0: song without a chorus is like quirky as it is, like, oh, I get it. It doesn't have a chorus. Like, I didn't even realize that's pink in the background singing along. Oh, yeah. I don't know why, like, I just, it was never on the credits for the record proper. Yeah so like just hearing her just like kind of like matching him and then doing her own like fucking you know like historonics I'm like
1: okay I was just <laughs> gonna say I had a different perspective because obviously oh. I was expecting pink collaboration <laughs> yes. while well listening so every time she popped
2: up I was like oh it's pink yeah you know I wouldn't mind like a duet album from that
1: oh my god girl especially at this point yeah,
2: yeah. Just just doing much needs. else give us a couple songs yeah just a
1: couple like a four track yeah. little oh. oh yeah I can't
2: imagine give me. that'd be
0: amazing mm-hmm. gimme please yes um, it's just That's like Stephen Colbert. Gift. It's 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 so clearly his best record too because I feel like also this is like the most cosplay because like. In terms of like letters, he was like kind of like doing like kind of like I don't want to say emo in a derogatory way, but like you know emotional pop songwriting in a mm-hmm. certain degree. And even Sycamore Meadows, he's still kind of figuring himself out. The Spade I really like because it has such a strong identity in terms of like rowdy boys being rowdy. Yeah. Uh, unlike Afraid of Ghost, which even as much as it's a sad boy, album, it doesn't really have an identity. It's just I'm sad. The record. Uh. And so the thing is for me, the thing about um, Let's Go Out Tonight's, it is clearly he is aiming for the '70s. He's aiming for the sound and this style, and he's playing putting his own song writing into it he's mixing yeah. it up and it just it feels cohesive in a way that almost none of his albums do like even left self-centered, centered it is of a very specific ilk and a very specific sound mm-hmm. but it doesn't have that same song consistency that he has on this record which is why it still like blows my mind that he made this and then went on the rest of his career the way that he did I don't know it just feels like an outlier to a degree you know
2: yeah for me this one like I mean like I've said a million times this and letters are my favorite and when I'm suggesting Butch Walker to somebody I suggest these based on if I think they want bops or if I think they want, like, emotional, like, mm-hmm. pull-at-your-heartstrings music. And so this is just, like, a bop to me. Yeah. Everything is just so it, you know, here's
0: the, he, he reinvented the wheel. Because most times when people say, it's a bop, they're talking about a song. Here, whole album is a bop. Who's ever fucking done that before? A bop album? A bop bum? Come on. <laughs> that's just, like, oh, no. a whole different thing. Or are we in agreement that that is number one? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. In that case, guys, I think we need to go ahead and do the Lock It In segment sponsored by Tide. That's right, guys. We are going to (laughs) go (laughs) ahead. number 8 Afraid of Ghosts number 7 Stay Gold number 6 Sycamore Metals, number 5 Left of Self Center number 4 The Spade number 3 Letters number 2 I liked it better when you had no heart and of course number 1 The Hey Album by The Marvelous 3 I'm just <laughs> kidding guys it's uh, the Rise of Butch Walker Let's Go Out Tonight but guys we still have so much more to talk about we need to talk about his worst song we need to talk about seeing him live which is a very distinct experience Sarah has had uh, Talking, interviewing him about all the other songs that he's produced for so many other artists so many goddamn things. In the meantime, though, Sarah, thank you so much for being thank here. Thank you for having me. Yeah. I'm so glad you were here for this. I mean, it makes sense. We're talking about Butch Walker. We have to have the number one Butch Walker <laughs> fan. That just makes sense. Uh Taryn, as always. Yeah. Yeah. Are we, yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> Cut this part. I don't, have, I don't have anything to say. Okay, well, in that case, guys, uh, please stay tuned for the new one. And be, oh, by the way, uh, follow us in all the places. Follow us on Spotify. Follow us on SoundCloud. If you throw a review at any of those places, that's great. It the visibility of the show. And if you don't review us, fuck you. But I mean that. You're a great fans. <laughs> I love you dearly, truly, and profoundly. And in the meantime, keep up the because you know there will be. Have a good one, guys. Goodbye. How did you catch me up there like four times in a row? <laughs> goodbye. Goodbye, guys. Bye. Hey, this is Kyle Hawk from It's All Dead, a podcast about the music we love and why we love it. Our show is a free-flowing conversation featuring a rotating cast of guests, including musicians, music journalists, and music enthusiasts, sharing how the music is still alive and well. Subscribe on your favorite podcast app, and then come visit us at itsalldead.com.